Hey, good news! We've added the Tech on Tap podcast to Google Play, so if you want to listen there, look us up. This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we recap the Grace Hopper celebration and find out NetApp's role in helping women in technology succeed. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. NetApp, I love this company. Zipor, Zipor. I love NetApp because it's so funny. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. I had a chance to speak with the senior manager for strategic programs, Amy Welsh, about who Grace Hopper is and how NetApp got involved with the Grace Hopper celebration. With me uh, sitting here is Amy Welsh. Hi, Amy. Hi, Justin. How are you? I am super. So, Amy, um, if you could tell everyone in the audience what you do here at NetApp and how to reach you. Excellent. So I am the leader of the America's Professional Services Enablement and Activation Team, which really consists of a small team that runs our business for professional services in the Americas. Excellent. So um, do you have like a slogan that you guys run, like, you know, professional services, activate? <laughs> Not exactly. You should. But we are. <laughs> we'll get one. Excellent. We'll get one. All right. Excellent. So I brought uh, Amy in here to talk about Grace Hopper, uh, not just about the conference, but also about Grace Hopper as an individual and how NetApp got involved with Grace Hopper Conference. So, Amy, um, tell me a little bit about Grace Hopper, what she means to you as a woman in technology. Sure. So Grace Hopper was the first trailblazer that we really talk about when we think about women in technology. She was a rear admiral in the United States Navy and did many, many firsts. She was born in 1906, if that gives you any indication how far back women go that really just didn't get recognized for all their accomplishments. But she's known for creating the first compiler and that is really her claim to fame. But she did so many things after that. Yeah, what's interesting about uh, Grace Hopper and just women in that era in general was things they did were so much harder to do than they are now. Because women were much more suppressed, much more you know told not to do anything that was men-related. Um, and she just said, no, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, she did. And you know what? She was rejected when she first tried to join the Navy. Um, and she was she was too old. So she was 34 years old and she only weighed 106 pounds. And so they did reject her at the beginning, but they eventually got her in there and she went on to have many, many accomplishments from there. So as far as uh, Grace Hopper is concerned, you know, they started this conference, the Grace Hopper Celebration, uh, and it's a celebration of not just her life, but also her accomplishments and the accomplishments of other women in technology. How did NetApp start getting involved with that conference? NetApp got involved in Grace, the Grace Hopper Celebration, which was aptly named after Grace Hopper. In 2008, I think it was, and we started off with a very small presence from the uh, product ops group at that point in time and have kind of gone on to expand our presence exponentially over the years. And we sent over 200 women and a few men from NetApp this year uh, and had a diamond sponsorship for the very first time. So we've expanded our presence and impact uh, greatly greatly over that period. So Amy, why would NetApp get involved with Grace Hopper in the first place? Well, the Grace Hopper celebration itself, you know, with 26,000 people is a very diverse group of women from around the world. And so one of the main purposes that we go to the event is for recruiting. 
Um, so we had a 20 by 20 booth on the career fair floor, and we interviewed over 80 people on site at the event and, and took in about 1,300 resumes. So recruiting is one big purpose. But just as importantly as that, we are focused on developing women. And there are about 12 different tracks that women were able to attend and join at the event. And so career development is another purpose of it. And then, of course, networking with women in NetApp and outside of NetApp at the event. Our customers, our partners, our competitors, and and pretty much any company that you know of is there at that event. And so it's a great opportunity for us to start to connect with ourselves, each other, and also with women at other companies that we have a lot in common with to to, um, to to build upon the success that we are all striving for. So what is your role with the Grace Hopper uh, celebration? You know, what, what do you do with that particular piece of, of NetApp? So my volunteer job at NetApp is, is to be a part of the Women in Technology Board. So I lead global events for our Women in Technology team here at NetApp and also um, Grace Hopper, the Grace Hopper Celebration. It is our marquee event. And as I mentioned, we sent 200 people this year. Uh, but that's that's my volunteer job. So it's a lot of fun. It's very engaging and really a way to give back to those inside NetApp and outside NetApp for, for what we want to do to further the cause of women. So are there any other um, conferences for women in technology that we get involved with, or is this just pretty much the main one? We do get involved in other conferences. In fact, we were just uh, a participant at the Women of Color event that just happened, and that's all about women in STEM. And there's some other ones that we participate in as well. Um, but we're expanding our presence in this area. You know, Grace Hopper, the Grace Hopper celebration is huge. It's over 26,000 women. And so there's other more targeted areas that we're, we want to get involved with as well. So, Amy, are you going to NetUp Insight this year? No. <laughs> but you know what's going yeah, on. I do, I do. That's right. So I am not going to Insight this year. You know, we are really focused on customers attending Insight this year. But one of the things that we are doing from a women in technology perspective is we are showcasing the women. We have uh, around 30 women who are presenters and very involved at Insight this year. And we're showcasing those those folks who have done so much work that are contributing to, to NetApp overall. And they'll be interacting with our customers, uh, both in various different events and also um, socially, but also to showcase the the progress and the contributions they're making. So um, if I'm at Insight and I wake up and I don't feel like getting all the pastries that are sitting out in the middle of the room, um, what are my options? There is an amazing wit breakfast that we have planned this year, and it will be showcasing the presenters that are part of Insight and also leadership journey for women in tech. So we will have some some of the women in, at Insight there presenting and talking about their journeys and how um, and how they have contributed and ways for other people to contribute. And we'll also have a fantastic keynote speaker, Allison Levine, who will be there as well. So what does Allison Levine do? So Amy, um, tell me a little bit more about Allison Levine. Well, Allison Levine is a polar explorer and mountaineer. And basically, she has climbed mountains everywhere. And she has become a leadership expert. And we want to bring her to our folks at Insight. One of the famous quotes from her is, sometimes you look up at a mountain and think, I can't. 
and then you climb it anyway. And so I think she's going to be an amazing speaker to hear, especially at a breakfast event. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I've climbed a couple of mountains myself, and um, I don't think I would do Everest. That that looks a little hardcore. But um, I've done I've done Fuji. Wow. That was seriously. Yeah, I did Fuji. Oh, yeah. Wow. So they drop you off about midway through the mountain, so you don't actually go the whole mountain, but then you elevate about four kilometers or whatever, and wow. it's it's uh it's the trying climb. And then the worst part was we got down. And it took us forever to get down because, you know, we're already tired. And the, the trails are kind of gravelly, so you're slipping all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, all the switchbacks, whatever. And then we get down to the bottom, and then there's this bus. And you're supposed to catch it to get back, and we missed the last bus. Oh, uh, what did you do? So um, we didn't have a lot of English-speaking people up there. Uh, so one of the, we were very lucky. There was a younger kid, like a, probably a teenager, who could speak English. I guess he, they learn it in Japan. So he helped us out. He called like the local hotel down the mountain. And then we got a taxi, which was very expensive. <laughs> yeah, but you got down. <laughs> we did. That's we got down. Sense. And then we, we ended up staying in this like weird business hotel. It was like super small. And it was like, it was, it was pretty fun though. So Justin, when you get to Insight, you need to hook up with Allison. She's going to have some amazing stories. I'm sure share. she will. And I, my, my story is not quite as amazing. She, she might get a good laugh at it though. Like amateur <laughs> noob. <laughs> she would have Ubered. Yes, yeah, she was totally Ubered. Um, so uh, anything else you want to add, Amy? There are so many reasons to get involved in WIT at NetApp, and Grace, the Grace Hopper celebration is just one of them. Um, but one thing I want to say is that it is engaging. You know, you, Everyone needs to find their tribe and the things that energize them at work. And we have assembled a group of women through this event. In fact, it's the only event where we have cross-site participation and cross um in fact, geo-wide participation in the name of WIT. And so, you know, it, it, research has shown that companies who are more diverse actually deliver better business results. And so intersectional groups of women, that is, you know, across gender, across race, uh, you know, every different um, thing that you can imagine is going to make our company stronger. And so I encourage everybody, if it's not wit, to find something that really energizes you and keeps you engaged in your experience at NetApp and also in, in life and your career. Yeah, wit does a lot of good things, not just within NetApp, but also outside of NetApp. They help sponsor things like the robotics programs. With you know, They come in and build robots. The, the ladies come in from yeah. the high schools and stuff. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. A lot of good programs they, they get a part of, the Dress for Success stuff. Yes, and the Young Wit. There are so many different things that our teams are working on and, you know, and ideas that haven't even come to fruition yet. So if you have an idea that you want, that you're passionate about and you want to bring to the table, anything is possible. So if they had an idea, how would they contact people with WIT? So the way, so you can reach me at uh, tw- my Twitter handle at Amy R. Welsh, A-M-Y-R-W-E-L-S-H. And, you know, that's not the way to get to NetApp WIT. It's wit.netapp.com. So if you hit wit.netapp.com, it will have everything about WIT on the page there, as well as how to get engaged. We're always looking for people to join various different planning committees and also to start up new committees that might not exist. So bring your ideas, um, get, in, get involved, and um, be part of the future. So I'm looking at this page, and I'm seeing these pictures of these people. I don't think these people work at NetApp. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think all those people I don't people think do. those people are NetApp people. I think, they're, uh, I think there's, there's some, some stock photography going on there. Now, I do see one. You I do? I do see one there, Rekka. 
There we go. Well, yeah, the bottom. At the bottom. But yeah, at the top there. That's that's kind of funny. Well, they might. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know everybody at NetApp with. Oh, I know everybody at NetApp. You do? No, these people are here. (laughs) (laughs) You just know the stock photos. Yes, I know the stock photos. (laughs) I can tell. That's a really good point. It should be real people. It should be real people. We have enough real people people here at NetApp to have as photos here, and that would be fantastic. We absolutely That would be a nice personal touch instead of like... The soft light bouquet in the background and yes. you know, the headshots and whatever. But anyway, I digress. Next, I spoke with a group of women who attended Grace Hopper about their experiences and some of the value they got out of the celebration, as well as what wit is and how you can get involved. It's very crowded today. Um, we have a lot of people in the studio as well as on the phone. And the reason why is we're going to cover uh, a recent event that happened as well as an event that is coming up soon. So the event we'll be covering is the Grace Hopper Conference. And we have some attendees from that. And we also will be covering NetApp Insight 2019, what's going on there with our particular attendees, uh, specifically women in technology. But first, we're going to go around and introduce everybody. So we'll start with the people in the room. Uh, to my right, Vanessa Hello, my name is Vanessa Ambrosecchia. I am an engineering program manager, and I work out of the RTP office, and I've been here nine years. Nine years. So, uh, Vanessa, what does an engineering program manager do? Uh, well, I'm pretty special, so... Um, she is special. <laughs> Confir- she is. Confirmed. Yes. I work with um, our technical directors and our chief architects on like future strategy vision, um, and I have the luxury of working with uh, DreamWorks, so with our engineering partnership, and um, you know they're testing out some stuff for us, and we're getting feedback and trying to implement it. Very cool, excellent. Dream- DreamWorks will be a very large part of Insight 2019, is what yes, I'm hearing. Yes. Um, also in the studio, Fran Malia. Hi, Fran. Hey, how's it going? Doing great. So, uh, Fran, what do you do here at NetApp? I am a manager in CSD operations. So, my team supports the tools that support our support center. And in addition to that, I also lead our women in technology program for NetApp RTP campus. Huh. Well, coincidence. We have the women in technology leader here for some reason. We'll get to that. Also in the studio, Roxy Steiner. Hi. Hi, I'm Roxy Steiner. I lead the operations for customer support delivery. And I've been with NetApp this month. It'll be 11 years. Are you related to Jeff Steiner? No, but he's my hero. <laughs> he's, he's your hero? My he's hero. my hero, too. We've never met, but I I, I uh, hear great things about him. He is awesome. He's yep. been on the podcast before. He's an awesome resource, for especially for databases. And so, yes, we are related. Yes. <laughs> at, at NetApp, we're all related. That's right. We're all, we're all NetApp family. Big happy family. Uh, and last but not least, in the studio, Dan. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? Good. So we're going to talk about Grace Hopper, right? Eventually. So, um, Dan, Dan, what do you do here at NetApp? I am a technical marketing engineer like yourself, and I cover uh, Waffle, our file system, and performance. All right. Excellent. Do we want to reach you on Twitter at all? or uh, At Dan Isaacs. All right. And Roxy, did you have a Twitter at all you wanted to tell? Or? I do. It's Roxy at NetApp. Fran, you don't tweet? You're not cool? Like cool kids? I am cool. I just try. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so. Oh, okay. All right. So let's let's move on to our phone guests because we have a lot of those as well. Uh, We'll start off with Kim Weller. Hi, Kim. Hi, Justin. So, Kim, what do you do here at NetApp? I am the director of Worldwide Tech Team Enablement, which essentially means I represent the solutions engineering community around the globe. Does that come with a cattle prod? Because that sounds like you would need that for that <laughs> role. That would be super helpful. <laughs> it would be. No. So how do we how do we reach you on social media if if you have a social media? Yeah, it's uh, at Weller underscore Kim on Twitter. All right. 
Uh, also on the phone, uh, one of our NetUp A-Team members, Becky Elliott. Hi, Becky. Hi, member of the A team. Yeah. And I'm currently on sabbatical and I'm doing some freelance writing while I decide where I'm going to end up next. And you can follow me on Twitter at Becky L. Elliott, two L's, two T's, or you can check out my blog at BeckyElliott.com. So when Becky says she's on sabbatical, what she really means is she's living the high life, writing blogs from coffee places all over the world. So, I mean, I, I think you should just keep doing that. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does sound. Can you convince my husband of this? <laughs> I, you know, that's that's not my job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, also on the phone, Phoebe Go. Hi, Phoebe. What do you do, and how do we reach you? Hello. Uh, I I work with Kim Weller in the worldwide technical team and Ableman office. Um, I I was thinking about this. I was like, how do I top what Kim said? So um, I spread positivity amongst our solutions engineers and our technical team. Um, and and draw connections between our product folk and our and our guys and girls out in the field, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, if you want to reach me on Twitter at Phoebe Go, that's P H O E B E G O H, um, and just kind of a, vaguely around on the internet on podcasts and. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Other. You have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> kind of glossed over that. <laughs> Come on. Let's just segue to that. So um, I've just launched a podcast with co-host Greg Neuerman. Um We are both from NetApp, but we talk about all the topics that we're hearing out there in the industry. Uh, it's called Go Your Way, and unfortunately, it's not called Go Your H-O-A. It's just called Go Your Way. I think you missed you an opportunity it. there. <laughs> Rebrand. Do you, do you open up the, do you have an opening song that's like that, what is it, Fleetwood Mac? You can go your Do you do oh, that? It does get stuck in your head when you it does. That, though, so. do, you, do you not do <laughs> yeah. that though? You should. No, it's called Go Your Way, uh, and you can find it on um, all those podcast places: Spotify, Apple, Google. Awesome. Podcasts. All right, uh, and last but not least, because she's last in the list of the the web <laughs> this, the Zoom meeting here, uh, Sam Moulton, leader of the NetAppA team. Hi, Sam. Well, hi, Justin. Thanks for having me today. Yes, my name is Sam Moulton, and you can find me on Twitter at Sam Moulton. You can find the NetApp A-Team at NetApp A-Team. And I am uh, the person with the cattle prod for the NetApp A-Team. She does have have a cattle prod. Truth. I do have one. It's absolutely necessary with this group of amazing uh, customers and partners who advocate for NetApp. I have been doing, um, I've been running this program now for about, six years been with NetApp for 11 and a half so that's kind of the the summary you also have a podcast right oh yes as a matter of fact i do i co-host the thriving in technology podcast with uh cecilia taylor and uh we are focused primarily on uh women in technology but we've been known to have a man or two join us after all they are our allies in fact justin we've been talking about getting you on oh really it's time yes my goodness Mm -hmm. finally hey you know a lot of you know you know a lot of things about you know women in technology and things i I know some women in technology there are some in the room currently (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and they're and they're all fans of yours by the way so i I don't i don't know if you can speak for everyone but thank you (laughs) so uh, before we start anyone else have a podcast (laughs) i don't want to miss anybody fran did you start a podcast no. Not yet. 
Okay. Maybe afterwards we'll start with <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, now they see how easy it is. They're, they're sitting here. They're like, you know what? I should just do this. This is this kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, today we're going to talk about women and technology, of course. Uh, but we're going to start off with the Grace Hopper Conference because that just wrapped up. And we have had uh, a few attendees from NetApp. And my understanding is we sent a lot of NetApp representatives there, more than we have in previous years. Um, so... Let's talk about Grace Hopper Conference, what you did there, and your experiences. Is it the conference or the celebration? It's a celebration. Grace Hopper's Celebration of Women in Computing. But is it a conference? It is a conference. There you go. We all win. But celebration is the correct term. Thanks, thanks, Dan. Celebrate good times. Yeah, I, put the, I put the Dan in pedantic. You do. That's it's delightful. Uh, so let's start off with the attendees. So... Um, Let's go around the room, uh, and what I want to hear from you about the conference is one thing that you took away from the conference, and one thing that you found that was different from other conferences you might have been to. So, Vanessa, start us off. Okay. So, um, let's see. We sent two hundred and like three people this year, and in the past, we've that's like more than ever. It's like double what we sent last year. So. The energy with the NetApp attendees was just way different than it has been. So that was cool. I got to meet a lot of new people. What was different? How was the vibe different? The vibe is just super optimist, um, really helpful. Uh, nobody was really in a bad mood. And same question. Um, one takeaway from the Grace Hopper celebration and uh, one thing that you noticed different about the Grace Hopper celebration that you don't see at other tech conferences. Well, the percentage of women is significantly higher. You don't Typically, say. It, absolutely. So yeah. There's a line for the, the women's restroom, they which open is the unlike men's, most yeah, restrooms. We have, we have, yeah, yeah, we have both gender restrooms, right? And men can go behind a curtain. So Sweet. We do anyway. I mean, <laughs> but, savages. So, so obviously the ratio is significantly different. Usually I'm in a minority if I'm in a technical conference, where here the women are in the majority. And what it helps is women tend to be very collaborative and social. And we're also, we tend to be encouraging and inspiring where I think guys usually, like, you know, when I ride with my friends, like bicycle, right? Guys will just ride as hard as they can until they're about to puke, but they're never going to say they're going to puke, right? Where women are going to be, hey, come along, you can do it, and you'll inspire and push, right? And I see the same thing in the conference. Women want to encourage you to be the best that you can be, to take risks, to, to do things that maybe you're not confident of doing. So that's one of the things that I love. And what was my other question again? Um, one uh, thing that you noticed that was different about what, say, and you've already kind of mentioned it, the, the ratio of women okay. to men, right? Ratio. I mean, and then one of the things. The yeah, takeaway that you, the, you got from Well, takeaway is always how are we going to help other women lead, right? How are we going to bring gender parity? Because 100 and some odd years for gender parity to happen isn't okay. It's, is, are we there already? So far from it. If you think about tech, right, maybe companies, if you're doing well, have 20%. And that's not okay. Roxy, um, same question. Um, you, you attended Grace Hopper. So what did you get out of the conference? Well, yeah, so I've been going to Grace Hopper now, I think, for about five years. And sometimes I go and I'm helping with the booth and I'm you know doing interviews and promoting NetApp the brand and kind of an ambassador type role um, but this year I was 
really happy um, that I was able to represent um, as an underrepresented minority. Mm. So which means I was given a special pass, NetApp, I think because we're um, a pretty high up in the sponsorship. We were given, I think, 11 extra passes, and I was really happy and proud to, to claim one of them on behalf of NetApp. So that was really hey. special. Yeah, All yeah. right, excellent. Um, but what's cool about um, and, and you know, I go to conferences from time to time, but not all of them have tracks where, you know, where if you're entry level or mid career senior leader, um, they're based on where you are in your career. You can go to um, various topics that align with with what you're interested in. Um, of particular interest to me this year, and, and it was very much in the vibe. So Fran mentioned um, you know, bringing up women and promoting women, but it's also changing our mindset, not just women, everybody. Mm-hmm. How do we, as a society, as a workforce, become includers? We should be includers. We shouldn't be othering people. We are all in this together, and you very much get that vibe, um, You know, just the spirit and the energy of, of you know, every place that you're at um, while at the conference. And, you know, one of the most interesting, I, I don't know if it's interesting, it is interesting and it's timely. Um, I attended a session called Empathy as a Service. And what we're, what we're talking about there is you know, the reality that one in five um, people in our workforce are dealing with some type of mental illness, whether it's ADHD, anxiety, bipolar, you, you name it, it's there. And if you stop and think for a moment, what we have to live through and work through in tech, you never come to work just as a, a worker. You bring everything with you, especially if you're passionate. You bring it all, right? And and that's what makes us great. But you think about the hard um, the deadlines that we have. Sometimes we have to relocate to different places, and we don't know anybody. We lose our you know our support system that we had at home. Um, it, solving really difficult problems. Um, you know, working in an environment that may not be conducive to you know how we how we thrive and, and do best. So you take all that together, and how does that affect the employee? And what do we do to to help? And how do we show up as leaders and managers to um, to work through those types of of um, challenges? So you know, I I am really in touch with with that. It matters a lot to me, and uh, yes, that was one of my favorite sessions. Sounds like it was a good one. Uh, any other sessions? Fran, do you, uh, you have something uh, to add? Oh, I wanted to throw one thing in that's different about Grace Hopper. You're not going to see booth babes, which really makes me happy because I have gone to conferences where women are objects, and that really angers me. Yeah, but sessions that I love, I tend to go to things about cybersecurity. It's like, I don't know, a little addictive drug. So I had um, a session where they played, but it was they were teaching you through a game and I'd really like to get that so we could bring it here one for our young wit program but two I think at our cybersecurity beer bashes I think it would be a great way for people to get engaged and realize how important cybersecurity is to our company and I also had another cybersecurity um, session that I really enjoyed and this woman had been in the military and now she's the head of JP Morgan Chase's cybersecurity team and talking about the importance of telling stories and getting people to understand through stories. So cool. Sounds like a pretty interesting uh, session you attended there for cybersecurity. Did you learn anything new that you didn't learn, didn't know before? 
Yeah, I th- well, she was talking some of the statistics in, I want to say the number 2025 was there will be 3.5 million open jobs in cybersecurity. Wow. Yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a growing field because of the threat. Oh, yeah. It's always increasing. But to hear that number, it was quite startling. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, let's go to the phone uh, and talk to Sam. Uh, so, Sam, did you uh, were you able to attend any sessions? Well, uh, yes, but uh, that's not really what I was hoping to talk about, if that's okay. You talk about whatever you want to talk about, Sam. Okay. Um, I guess one comment I would make in regard to the sessions is that um, for me, as a non-technical person in the, you know, the tech industry, the a lot of the sessions were really were not designed or the content wasn't something that particularly appealed to me. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, a few of us talked about, you know, maybe encouraging uh, Grace Hopper to include, I mean, because, you know, there are a lot of marketing people in tech companies. And so, you know, maybe including some uh, content that addresses, you know, some of the things that we face as, as you know, as women in technology in a non-technology role. But that all that aside, um, the thing that I was really um, excited about is the scholars program that NetApp um, put on this year. So I was one of the lucky people who was nominated to attend. So this was my very first year. And, um, you know, I'm used to attending conferences where I'm working the conference. I'm, you know, it's not, I'm not used to, you know, going to a conference because I'm going to attend sessions. So I should, I should say that first and foremost, I'm not a big conference fan per se. Um, getting trapped in rooms for hours on end, it kind of makes me anxious. Um, however, <laughs> you know, I had the opportunity to go and I wanted to make the most of it. And uh, Cecilia and I, Cecilia Taylor and I, uh, brought our um, podcasting equipment and we did a couple of podcasts and one of them was with several of the scholars from this scholars program and I'm, I'm probably not going to do it justice as I try to explain it but uh, we had the opportunity to bring 18 young women uh, who were in um, who had either been interns at NetApp in the past and that's how we got to know them or they they actually responded to a contest a social contest that we put out there hey you know, are you in uh, college? Are you, you know, getting ready to graduate? Are you looking for, you know, are you going to be looking for a job? Would you be interested in attending this conference? And we got 1,500 responses to this this contra- contest and had to, they had to narrow that down to 18. And um, two of the people who were part of this, uh, the podcast session that we did were Lindsay Street and Autumn Harris. They were very much involved in the scholars program. And I was just so impressed by these young ladies that were, you know, that we had on the podcast. They were so well-spoken. Um, they were so enthusiastic. They were so appreciative of having been brought on board um, for this event. And what Cecilia and I would love to do next year is make this, make the podcast recording an opportunity for each of them, because what a great way to get you know their the, the information out there about you know their skill set and what they have to offer and what their you know their impressions are sure you know there are recruiters there and they can provide their resume but um, you know that was just a highlight for me was that you know just meeting some of the scholars and understanding more about what NetApp went through you know the effort that they put in to make this 
you know, extra event so special for these scholars. Cool. Uh, Kim, what was your takeaway from Grace Hopper? Yeah, I had a few. So, number one, that um, event has grown over the last three years. It has nearly doubled. I think the first time I went was three years ago with 12,000 people. And it was 25,000 women in tech and also some men in tech. So that's a tremendous asset. And my takeaway was NetApp has to get our fair share of those people (laughs) that are going to that conference. Um, So that was one. I think one of the things for me that was vastly different, and by the way, I've been in NetApp 17 years and doing storage for 20 plus years. So most of the conferences I go to are hardcore IT conferences. But Grace Hopper is very broad. So there are sessions and people there who are interested in data science and wearable tech and AI and security and augmented reality and all of these areas. And so for me, it's just really nice to be able to poke my head up out of IT and learn a little bit about um, a lot of these other things that are happening that are relevant to our customers and certainly to NetApp. You know, like Fran, I actually, where I did have an opportunity to attend sessions, Uh, I chose to go to some cybersecurity sessions because that's an area of weakness for me that I feel like we all need to be better. And I attended actually a panel uh, where that same individual from Morgan Stanley presented along with three other women and and they talked about a variety of things. And it was interesting because that panel had the perspective of large entrenched organizations, but also startups. And they think extremely differently about the risks that they can take and the regulations, by the way, uh, to which they're subject when they're going out there. So that, that for me was actually extremely enlightening as I, you know, have the option to be speaking to customers to understand that perspective. Cool. Uh, I will tell you the, the other session that I went to that I thought was really valuable. They bring a lot of um, women who are leaders in the organization. And so they bring, you know, certainly a unique perspective, but they, they come to the table. And so the, the other one I talked, uh, the other session that I went to that I thought was really valuable was the CEO who was talking about how she builds strong teams and how she expects people in her team to uh, to operate in order to make her time with them more effective, which is to show up to meetings, have an agenda, you know, plan out what you want to talk about, and some things that really helped us, I think, when we leave, to go back and be more effective in our own organization. So those oh, were my big takeaways. She would hate me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Some stuff. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, so Kim, um, as far as the Grace Hopper conference or celebration, I keep doing the conference thing, but it is a conference, but a celebration goes. Um, what was one thing that kind of stood out to you that was different from something like Insight? Yeah. So again, it was that main thing that the breadth of technologies that are covered in that conference are far broader than what we're doing in IT. And so for me, again, it was a perspective on what our customers are thinking about in a lot of areas outside of what's happening and, you know, the people that we traditionally sell to. Excellent. Phoebe, um, have you been to Grace Hopper before and how is it different if you have and what sort of takeaways did you have? So this was my first year attending the Grace Hopper celebration. So I had no expectations whatsoever, except that there would be 25,000 women in technology and supporters. Uh, So it was, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, but I came out with a huge sense of um, optimism. Somebody else said optimism earlier. And I think um, definitely the the big thread that I saw through the whole week was around how to not just be a strong 
you know, woman in technology as I am myself, but how I can help others and how we as an organization can bring others with us. And I think that was really, um, it's really empowering. And it's also really, uh, it gives you that kind of courage to, to say, hey, we can all, we all pitch in, we'll, we'll all get there. So definitely from a diversity and um, an inclusion perspective, that was really good for me. Uh, from a tech perspective, being a bit of a nerd myself, I went to some really interesting sessions um, on IoT. Um, there was one also on on Edge. Um, the Target did a did a really interesting um, presentation on how they were how they were sending out you know software updates to all their point of sale devices out at all their fifteen hundred plus stores across uh, the United States. And I think what was really interesting for me about the technology is how um, how collaboration and and kind of the communication and how diversity does help that is just making sure that you've got the right voices of the right kinds of people in the room. So understanding what your end users actually are trying to achieve, uh, not just saying, let's go get the coolest, shiniest technology. And so, um, you know, I think that was that was really interesting, just making sure that we understand what we're trying to do with the tech. It's not just, I, I think in the IoT panel, there was a really great comment that was, um, you know, just because we could put a sensor somewhere doesn't mean that we should. And I think you could say the same about any technology. You know, just because we can microservice everything doesn't mean we should. Yes. And <laughs> I have very strong opinions about that. I, yeah. um, <laughs> and so I think it was really interesting to say, well, you know, if you've got enough voices in the room and therefore different opinions and different kind of perspectives, you're going to get a better outcome and you're going to get better results. And hopefully you get there faster as well because you don't have to rework after you've kind of pushed something out that doesn't work. So that was really that was a really big takeaway for me, Anna, and just thinking of how we can apply that um, both at NetApp and talking to our customers and partners and friends and family. Um, yeah, and just seeing 25,000 women at one conference is just awesome because it's the first one that I have ever been to that has had that many women. Yeah, that's pretty it's pretty massive. A decade of IT, right? <laughs> I can't even imagine like this. The, the, the NetApp Insight doesn't get twenty five thousand people. Mm-hmm. You know, so like having that many people at a conference would be pretty. Yeah, I think it, VMworld is probably the only thing yeah. we've yeah would have. I want to add. Size. Can I add the one of the highlights to my attendance um, was meeting the woman, the myth, the legend, Phoebe herself. Yeah, I've heard lots of great things did about her. Did she have blue hair? Was she, she wearing your hat? She did. No, no hat, but no blue hat. hair. We took a selfie and did all Yay. those celebratory things. So I've heard so many wonderful things about her, and you know, that's the that was our our point to come together at Grace Hopper so it was it was quite exciting for me she yes. won she won podcast idol that's why she's <laughs> <laughs> well it was really good for me to meet all the the women and I actually said at one point I didn't realize there were so many women involved in engineering and product management of active IQ and active IQ is I am I mean it's one of the things that Gartner mentioned you know that makes us one of those the the uh, the leaders in primary storage is the fact that we have this platform. And I was like, look at all the women who are involved in building and engineering and testing and, you know, all the development of of that platform. And I was like, oh, you, we need to make a hashtag for you guys. So, or you girls. So, yeah, that was that was really fun for me, just meeting all the NetApp people. So, Becky, um, have you been to Grace Hopper Celebration before? And if you have, how was it different from previous uh, years? And what was the takeaway you had? So this was my first time attending and I am really grateful to be able to attend. If you come through general admission or it's really hard to get a ticket, 
And more than that, all of the amazing sessions, none of them are video recorded. So if anyone has any notes for sessions that they thought were really amazing, I would love to help you share them out. Um, I volunteered to be a blogger, and so I've kind of posted what I have. Oh, cool. So um, you're basically taking like people's notes and, and making them widely available for everyone. So I haven't started doing that yet, but I would love to do that. You would love to do that. That sounds like a great idea. Yes. And some sessions were actually recorded. Some you'll see on YouTube later. And then I think some oh, okay. some they'll only share with people who are, I'll say, their partners or members. So okay. at some point we should get some info about that too. Cool. Yeah. Membership it has its privileges. Long. That's right. So uh, Becky, yeah. what was a takeaway for you? So this, this 50% tech equity by 2025, I feel like when we look at diversity, we really kind of need to look at more than just gender, like people coming from like divergent backgrounds. And I kind of would like to see that more represented next year, like coding bootcamp people, like that kind of thing. So like different experience levels, maybe different yes. Yes. Uh, wealth yes. levels, that sort of thing? to get like 50% tech equity by 2025, if everyone is coming through like a four year degree, that's not gonna happen. We kind of need to expand out and and find other people that are capable. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I think people are starting to realize that four year degrees don't carry as much water as they used to. No, um, I mean, you have an English degree. Yeah, I know, right? Look where I am now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but just in general, like, you know, people get degrees and they want to get jobs and the market's flooded. And they thought they were told for years that they were, getting a degree was going to open the door for them. And it's not happening. So they have to go other routes. Right. So some of those routes are going to maybe community college or coding boot camps and trying to learn a new uh, a new occupation to do these things. Well, right. I think the big takeaway, Justin, is you don't have to necessarily have a, a STEM-based academic background in order to have a job in, in technology. You're a great example of that. Well, I mean, there's me, there's Ben Krieger. He was yeah. philosophy. Uh, who I am going to be uh, leaving this right. to go That's I right. hang out with. I was to be a teacher. Yeah. A teacher? Uh, yeah. Oh, See? me too. Yeah. Some <laughs> days I still feel like I'm teaching. <laughs> it's, it's all good, though. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's very I, interesting. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say probably helpful to just clarify where some of these metrics are coming from. So the, the first day of the Grace Hopper Conference, the celebration, when uh, the CEO came out and talked about their initiatives and their goals through this event and through the organization, uh, that was essentially one of their goals was to get to 50%. They called it intersectional equity, <laughs> I think, but basically 50% of the tech population is women well, within the next five years. So it was a pretty lofty goal. Uh, and uh, I think the, the dialogue should really be, how do you get there uh, with kind of all of these headwinds, right, in terms of inertia and, and the amount of candidates that we have. So what do they qualify as a, as a woman in technology? I mean, is it something like Sam mentioned where it's a kind of technology adjacent where you were working in a technology field but in a non-technical role? Or is that a woman that's doing strictly technical work? I, I've always seen it. So, I mean, I when I started at NetApp, I was working in a you know a field sales office out in Sydney, Australia, and I was the only quote unquote technical woman at the time, you know, in in the org. But it was definitely around kind of understanding. And every woman that I spoke to said, "I want to know what NetApp does. I want to know who's using our products, so that I can understand better, you know, the world around me, and also." You know, I can tell my tell people what I do and why why NetApp exists. So to me, it's any any woman working for a 
company that's working in tech and that is that number is getting bigger and bigger because every company is a software company now every company is generating data so everybody should be able to understand how the technology is affecting you know what the end product of what your organization is doing that's my opinion very strongly held it's a valid opinion i'll allow it <laughs> you can always cut it if it's not valid right <laughs> i could i could, I could cut the whole thing if i wanted to but i'm not gonna do that it'd be terrible uh kim did you have anything to add they were very specific and i i think if it's women in ancillary roles who are driving technology as a field i think that certainly qualifies for me um, but certainly uh, when you looked at a lot of the attendees, especially the young attendees who were there looking for jobs, they were women who were really driving the technology aspects and working in the technical part. Excellent. My, my wife is a woman in tech. She's a, she's a software developer. So, you know, I, I'm trying to encourage that as much as possible as well because it's like, you know, I understand where she comes from when she is basically surrounded by guys. Like that's just, you know, that's the way it is. And it's the way it's always been for her, especially at different companies. Right right now she's at SAS, which is, you know, pretty well represented in general. But previous companies, it was just like, you know, it, she was a unicorn essentially, you know. There were some other metrics that, that were shared throughout the conference. I think this was interesting for a company like us who's based in the Bay Area. So in terms of venture capital funding, that goes to um, organizations that are run by women or un- run by diverse um, owners. Um, it's it's a fragment of the funding that goes out uh, in total. And there was an interesting metric that was shared, which I'm going to get this number wrong, but it was somewhere north of 60% um, organizations that are uh, minority-owned or female-owned are 60% more profitable to their venture capitalists <laughs> than the average and mm. so, you know, the, the, the comment was made not really just for, you know, people participating in tech, but people who are starting companies and running companies, um, as well as having people represented on boards and CEOs, because the reality is there is a measurable uh, impact to that that is positive for companies. And so the, these were some of the other overarching goals that were laid out by uh, the Grace Hopper organization of the things that they're trying to achieve with, achieve with this event and that we can take back and support with our WIC communities. Uh, Roxy, you had something to add? Well, just in that, yes, there's certainly the need for, for women in tech roles, but it takes all kinds to make it come together and work. When we think about who's buying our product, we need customers to be successful, right? And it's not always the, the ones that are at the, the code level. It's it's the communicators. It's the ones that bring services together. It's It, it just takes all type. So, um, you know, I, I we work with brilliant people, some from technical, some are non-technical, but, you know, I think... Uh, it's a nice blend that we've achieved in that app. All right. So, you know, Grace Hopper was made possible because, you know, we were able to send a bunch of people from NetApp to Grace Hopper. Part of that was because of our Women in Technology initiative here. So, Fran, um, as a site leader, what do you, what's your role as far as Women in Technology goes? And tell us a little bit more about the program. So, Women in Technology started at NetApp in October 2009. So, it's just over 10 years old. And we have about 1,300 members. So our main goals, we have three, is one, support and foster a sense of community at NetApp by providing a forum for mentoring, networking, communication, and professional development, participate in community outreach, and then partner with NetApp's leaders to positively influence NetApp's corporate culture. So as a WIT site leader, Part of what I'm doing is helping people 
Um, I want my desire is to help put the light on the shining stars, right? The diamonds that maybe they're not getting the attention that they need. So that's one of the things that I do. I want to help develop, right? So we're we're hosting different events where people can get development. We're hosting events where people can network because your net worth and your network are truly correlated. We're also hosting community outreach. People are gaining leadership skills, but at the same time, we're helping to mentor the next generation. We in RTP really focus on mentoring young women, which Vanessa will talk about in a little bit, but also underrepresented minorities. We believe that people often need to see somebody who looks like them so that they can actually envision themselves becoming somebody in STEM. So we really focus on reaching out to elementary schools, middle schools, and doing activities, teaching these kids. We bring our Lego robots and they learn how to build the robot or they learn how to code the robot and different activities like that. And they're really seeing that they can be successful and that they have a place in in a technology career. So what are some examples of some of the programs that um, Women in Technology run for outreach? So we have Young Women in Technology, which Vanessa will talk about. We have an event where we do, uh, it's called Building Girls Who Code. So I partner with STEM in the Park, or actually now it's called STEM RTP. And we have about 100 middle school girls come in. They we talk about app developers and how much money they make and what do you need to do to become an app developer, right? Then we'll host a session where they're actually trying to figure out a problem in society today and how would they solve it? What would their app be to solve that problem? And they do the little user interface at a high level. And then at the end, they have to actually pitch their idea. And some of them are so amazing that we're like, you really need to carry this out. And even though maybe you don't know how to code, we'll find you a mentor to help you. That's pretty awesome. And then I know you do the Dress for Success as well, right? Yes. So we do Dress for Success. We do a number of different things. One of the things that we host at NetApp RTP is a mock interview day. So Dress for Success is an organization that helps women gain meaningful employment. And so they always need to have people reviewing their resumes, practicing interviewing. So we ask both men and women to come interview them. They'll interview with three different candidates or, or I guess, three, quote, potential employee or employers, right? So they'll interview three times. The, each person will give them feedback about how they, what they did well, where they could improve, how they could improve their resume. Cool. So Young Women in Technology, uh, Vanessa, tell us about that and what you do with that. Yeah. So I run an annual workshop that we call Young Women in Technology. Uh, we've been doing it for eight years in RTP. We started it at this, the same time as Sunnyvale kicked it off. Um, my boss at the time had the idea and then we kind of executed it at the same time and it's expanded from there. So we do it at all the major sites now. Um, but what we do is we invite young girls ages, um, well, grades around 6 to 10 is what we focus on. We invite them on site for one day and we get them hands-on experience doing um, activities like robotics or um, developing a web page or um, developing a video game uh, using AR, um, AR, VR. Um, but yeah, we just want to get them exposure to 
STEM so that if they weren't considering pursuing a career in that a long term, that maybe that, you know, we could help drive them in that direction to increase our numbers. That's pretty cool. When, when's the next time you're holding that? Um, so our big one is in like July. And so we just had one a few months ago. But um, since there was so much demand to do that, we've had some smaller ones stem from that. So the women in math group um, locally, they'll come on site in March. So it's like 63 is what we had this year. So we'll probably do something similar next year in March. And one of the other great things that we do is at lunch is we'll host a panel discussion. So we have women who are in different phases of their career, different backgrounds, so that the girls can see that there's different entries into tech, right? So one of the people we had was Melinda Lee, who works in our cybersecurity group. And she came in, she didn't have a four-year degree. She knew she wanted to go into cybersecurity, and she did a two-year program. We had Roxy on there, and she, she came in through being a teacher and then solving all the tech problems at school. And then the other thing we do is we help them practice using their voice because that's an area where often you hear women, you know, maybe they don't want to take a seat at the table or they don't want to speak up. So these girls are learning at an early age that it's okay to ask questions, to make statements and be a part of the solution. Women in Technology will be at Insight representing. Uh, So what sort of things can we expect from Women in Technology? Yeah, so there will be a few main things. One is uh, a breakfast. Uh, it's also been a lunch in, in past years that will be hosted by WIT, and that's been tremendous. Usually it's a panel. Um, last year it actually included George, uh, our CEO, as well as several other presenters, including one from a customer. And so it was a collection of people, which included NetApp and our partners. It was, I think, equally about women and men in the room, which was fantastic. And so we'll be doing that again, and I personally hope it's even bigger this year. And then WIT is also highlighting... Uh, sessions that are being presented by uh, individuals at Insight as part of their WIT um, tracks. And so as an example, uh, I happen to have a panel with uh, two customers and a NetApp person where we're going to be talking about security in the cloud. And there are several other sessions that uh, will be highlighted by WIT um, really for the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Advertising those sessions to get more to, more individuals to attend those sessions. Yeah, and we can put those uh, sessions in the show notes as well or the blog so that people can access them and add them to their schedule as needed. So, Sam, uh, you're going to Insight. What is the NetApp 18 going to be up to, and what sort of women in technology events are you looking forward to? Well, I got uh, an invitation to attend the breakfast, so I'm excited about attending that. Um, you know, the all of the guys are really big supporters of WIT, and I think that um, last year we had great attendance at the WIT events, and I, I expect the same uh, this year from the 18 members. Cattle prod. Uh, I, yeah. Cattle <laughs> Those of you listening are on notice. I didn't even have to. I didn't have to volunteer them. You know, they were all all over it. So besides sending 200 plus people to Grace Hopper last week, we sent 37 people to the Women of Color event in Detroit. Oh, okay. And we. I don't know how many people. We sent to Haku. I have the numbers, but I, I don't have it in front yeah. of me. Yeah. What's Haku? It's Hispanic. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Hispanic. I was thinking like so was somebody misspelling Haiku. No, Haiku, no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so like Rosa Carbajal would be a great person, and mm-hmm. she could tell you some of the other people because I don't remember their names. So um, talking a little bit about that and just in 
threading it in. And one of the great things that we had for our um, our tagline at Grace Hopper this year was inspired by innovation. Inspired by innovation, driven by diversity. So net up. And you know, the other thing I like that George said at one of our um, celebrations for NetApp's Women in Technology program was, we believe that the strongest and most creative teams have the best talent, are unified in purpose, and diverse in thought and background, representing the customers and communities that we serve. Cool. Amen. Awesome. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, telling us all about your experiences at Grace Hopper Celebration, as well as Women in Technology. Uh, it was great talking to everyone and understanding exactly what they went through and the things they saw. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Went, went, went through sounds horrible. Pleasure. It's like you. It's great. <laughs> I'm so I, I'm I'm so happy to hear about what you went through. <laughs> well, you can you can change it. <laughs> Our experiences. I mean, it just sounds like it was such a trying time at Grace Hopper. It's always a pleasure <laughs> always. to speak with you, Justin. And Grace Hopper was amazing. Anyone who has an opportunity to attend, you know, in future years, should do everything they can to make that happen. Thanks, Sam. Sorry You're for your welcome. loss. Or whatever. <laughs> Sam, I'll encourage you to think about maybe submitting a paper for presentation next year. I think you were the one saying you wanted Ooh. to see a topic about X, yeah. right? Oh, you so should do that. Submit. I will pressure. I will say that's the trouble with speaking had, up. So this year we had thirty um, papers submitted. Two people were actually speakers from NetApp. So one was Rochelle Helton on mentoring and the other was Sheila O'Connor out of Wichita and she presented it's called the seduction of shiny things squirrel but it was about uh, your career path and maintaining focus on your career path but I, I think that's a great a call out and a great ask um, for next year if NetApp is so fortunate again to be a sponsor at the level uh, that we were this year we would love to have double the number of submissions and a lot more accepted for Grace Hopper to represent. Even if we're not at the same level, whatever it's, you know what you don't, it's not tied to sponsorship. No, Grace Hopper is unique and then it's all completely peer reviewed. So even though we were the big and biggest and best, we paid the most money to be a sponsor. We didn't get handouts. We didn't get, you know, two slots for for speaking engagements. Yeah. It's all peer reviewed. Yeah. So that's cool. novel. And, and topics that are of interest, right? And I think about next year, 2020, elections, <laughs> data, data integrity, right? So there could be some very interesting topics next year. Yeah. Machine learning. Mm-hmm. AI. AI. Data scientists. Bots. <laughs> things. Somebody actually had one about how they wrote their way into tech oh. this year. That's so. cool. Cool. Yeah. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast at netup.com or send us a tweet at netup. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontechpodcast.com. If you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tech podcast team, I'd like to thank NetApp's Women in Technology organization for joining us today. As always, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Is it just me that's getting off on this? Oh, yeah.